going on this is jay ellis from the nick of time show here giving you that nick talk just in the nick of time and the knicks beat the hawks cooked the birds in atlanta 116 to 114 it was a close game guys it was a very close game the knicks were up 94 to 90. all of a sudden the hawks go on 11-0 run and down by six with five minutes and 20 seconds left to go. Sadiq Bay dunks the ball, but then the Knicks go on an 8-0 run. Led by, led by Emmanuel Quickly and Julius Randle pick and roll. They do, they do a pick and pop two times in a row. Ends up with Quickly hitting a three-in-one play and the very next play hitting a layup. But then the subsequent play happens where Mitchell Robinson collects a bobbled uh, a bobbled ball out, 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 and passes it and passes it out to Brunson who hits a dagger three and it's been close this whole game it's back and forth of this whole game we tried to give the game away IQ fouls IQ fouls IQ fouls of, of Trey Young for the three-point play I forgot it was Trey Young's name see, I call him life off head IQ fouls <laughs> Trey Young subsequently in three free throws the Knicks always throw almost throw the ball away from the free throw line i mean from the out of bounds play and but we end up winning the game anyway 116 to 114 julius randall 29 points 10 rebounds eight assists shot 50 percent from the field and 60 percent from three run since you 24 gives you 24 points on the night and eight assists quickly gives you 20 points and four assists and mitchell robinson gives you six points but 15 Huge rebounds with three steals, man. The Knicks scrap one out in Atlanta without RJ. It is the first win of the season without the Bodmon RJ Barrett. So congratulations to these Knicks. Gutty, gritty win that had a lot of passing, 29 assists on the night, and I'm feeling good. I always feel good when we beat Atlanta because I still remember. I still remember that loss in the playoffs, but guess what? We own them, all right? We were on them there in the regular season. We beat them way more times than they beat us. So shout out to these Knicks. Uh, they, they they try to say it's a rivalry, but at this point, it's more of a smacking because they can't touch us right now, Ryan. When we beat you without without RJ Barrett, you can't touch us. You, you're not better than we are. That's just the way it is, all right? <laughs> and we're going to talk about it all. The good, the bad, the ugly. A lot of good tonight. So let's get it. And uh, I'm going to introduce you to my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Good win by the Knicks tonight. And right now the Hawks got five losses. Two of them come from the Knicks. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Five, five, five straight losses from the Knicks. Thank you. Whoa, wait a minute. Out the gate. Wait a minute. $60 super chat. That might be our highest super chat so far. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah, it is. Some from Gamer Channel says showing love to the real show for the Knicks fans. Knicks 116, Hawks, uh, Hawks Scott Foster 114. Yeah, man, Scott Foster tried to get this game away. No way that was a shooting foul. Jalen Brunson greater than Trey Young. That's a fact. <laughs> Biggest win of the season. Knicks would be eight and three if RJ was healthy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
big talk if RJ was healthy. Yeah, I, it's possible. It's possible. I'm not saying we would have won a one, but it would have been closer, especially versus those Celtics. But man, what a game. Man, what a game. And for you guys who want to talk Knicks too, we have a Discord. There's a Discord link uh, pinned to the top of the chat. Uh, you can click that and talk to us a little bit later about what you think about this Knicks win. All right, cool. Let's go. Ryan G, man, I want to get your thoughts on this game because I have plenty of them. Yeah, um, the Knicks got off to a good start in the first quarter. Julius Randle looked like he was back to his old self. Scoring in the first quarter, getting the Knicks off to a, to um an early start, which is what you know he's known for. Um, I think he led the league last year in first quarter scoring, or was at least in the top of like the top three or whatever the case may be. I forgot the exact number, but um. The Hawks did, you know, close the, you know, close the gap. You know, Nick started to turn the ball over. It gave Hawks a lot of transition opportunities, and that's what the Hawks were able to get back into the game. And I think what pretty much took the Knicks over the hump was just the fact that you know, I think Thibs called a crucial timeout when the Hawks went up by seven in the fourth quarter and regrouped and, and got the guys regrouped and quickly hit the hit the three, hit the two, then Jalen Brunson hit the three and got the Knicks back up by one. You know, I thought that was really crucial for the Knicks because it seemed like the game was slipping away at that point. And it was good to see that Knicks hold on and win. Unfortunately, towards the end, you know, Knicks made it hard on themselves, you know, with Dante, you know, yeah. getting the five-second violation call, giving the ball right back to the Hawks when the Knicks were up by two. But luckily they were able to um just seal the win. Knicks on the road, you already know what it is. They grind it out, and that's what they did tonight. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about, I want to talk about specifically, I want to talk about Randall, because Randall had a phenomenal game. And I want to also want to talk about Brunson and quickly and die dynamic, because there's a lot going on with those three today. Um, Randall was phenomenal. Randall looked like one of the best passers in the league today. And it was kind of baffling him watching him because I remember having him, I remember having a meltdown versus the Hawks. And, and you know, my criticisms of Randall, it aren't really shot related, shot related, right? Like he made shots today, but when he's not making shots, it's, that's not when I'm really mad. I'm really mad when, when it's bad decision making or lack of effort. Uh, today's decision making was phenomenal. The doubles were coming. He had a touch pass with the shot clock running down. He was doing swing passes. He was calling IQ over to do some pick and pop moves. He was a he was a passing savant today. I was like, yo, whose man's is this? This is all right. And we've seen pockets of this last year. Um, during the season, we don't necessarily see it for long stretches during the playoffs. I would love to see something like this during the playoffs for long stretches. Because this type, this Randall that we saw today is like some crazy, ridiculous MVP caliber top, like top player in the league Randall like that's the type of Randall we saw today like if you can shoot threes hit the mid-range uh finish at the rim and then set your teammates up off the double teams and and touch passes at a high level like that that's like that's a high level play that's a top 10 play that's that's a that's legit that's that's a that's the type of play where you're not looking to see what other star we can get here like that's the type of player where it's like, all right, we got Randall here, we got we got Brunson here, cool, and that's what we saw today. But we don't see that all the time. But man, when it happens, it's freaking magical. And I just hope we can bottle that up. I, I hope we can bottle that up and just bring it to every game, or at least ninety percent of them, because that was amazing. That was a 
amazing performance. I, I was hardly pissed at him today. Yeah, facts. Um, I think the fact that he was just aggressive because the Hawks really have nobody that can match up with him. So he saw that and he made sure that he made the Hawks feel him tonight. And he often, you know, got to the basket, you know, got baskets, you know, just pretty much bullied the Hawks. And I, and I think one aspect I liked about his game tonight was the fact that, you know, because a lot of times when Julius Randle gets double teamed, what he does sometimes, like he holds the ball and he tries to spot the open guy and tries to get it to the open guy, even if that pass is kind of difficult to make. But today what I saw Julius Randle do is that not all the time in a double team he did that. Sometimes in the double team he just made a simple pass and had the ball swing around to the open guy, which that that's just as effective as trying to just find a guy who's open off, off the double team. So seeing him add that, well, at least do that tonight as part of his game. I was really impressed with that as well. But, yeah, Julius Randle balled out tonight. He saw mismatches all day, and he just took it to the Hawks, and the Hawks couldn't stop him. Yeah, and the, and the, the fact that he was being doubled all night, um, people were – usually people were able to come from, like, the backside and strip from him, and he's not be able to see him. He anticipated that, passed the ball out of the double, double team, had one turn – he had one turnover the entire night. One turnover. And usually when Randall has this high usage, high minute type of game, he's a basket case. He turns the ball over. He, he, he trips over his feet. He, he lacks on defense. I'm, I might have seen like, I've seen a stretch where defensively he, he didn't really have it. But it was a very small stretch. He played 38 minutes. He almost played 40 minutes. And he kept that intensity up for most of the game. So I'm... I'm shocked, man. I'm shocked on how, how how long he was able to sustain that. So extreme, extreme shout out to Julius Randle. Best game of the season so far for me, for sure. Yes, sir. Big up Julius Randle. Yeah. Nah. He 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 was crazy today. And I know all the, the Randle haters have probably turned turned the channel by now, but I, I had to get that off. <laughs> ain't see Sandman here earlier today, so I already knew. Yeah, Sandman ain't yeah. coming. I'm gonna Sandman ain't coming today. <laughs> He's not. IQ had a great game, so Sherman is definitely not coming today because he saved <laughs> our butts. So he's definitely not coming today. <laughs> Facts. It, it's sad. It's sad at the fact that we have these people barked off, and we already know. Like we already know by watching the game if they're gonna pop up tonight or not. And tonight, Randall played well, so you know you ain't gonna see no Sandman. Quickly play well. He's a part of the reason why the Knicks even got back into the game. So you know you ain't gonna see no struggle tonight. Yeah, Sandman went to sleep. Sam went to sleep. Shout out <laughs> to still Knicks fans in the building. He says, What's good, Knicks family? Salute to chat. Salute to Ryan and Jay Ellis. Good win tonight. But it was a nail biter. That was definitely a nail biter. It was definitely yeah. a nail biter. Uh in general, man, the ball movement is amazing. We almost had 30 assists tonight. We had 29 assists. Um we complain about the, the amount of ISO ball that happens, but it seems like with this crew anyway, they're kind of mixing in the ISO ball with off ball movement. The teams, you, we have this read and react offense. And last year I felt like people weren't reacting. They were just reading, you know, <laughs> but all season long, we've been moving without the ball. I, I, seen Julius Randle cut this much off the ball in the last few years he's been here. Um, one of the biggest plays, one of the winning plays of the day was Jalen Brunson driving uh, driving baseline and Randle cutting from the top of the key 
for like a, a game ceiling basket. Uh, so the ball movement has been great, and and the uh, and the ball movement and the play movement has been great. It's resulted in twenty nine assists today. So eight assists from for Brunson today, eight assists from Rams today, five assists from Josh Hart today. Quickly has four assists. The team is catching the assist bug, and it's changing. I'm loving the way we're playing right now. So it's, it's looking really good. Yeah, and I think what's contributing to the assist is the fact that the Knicks are getting out on the fast break more. And I think last season, the Knicks weren't a great team at committing turnovers. And I think this season, the Knicks have improved in creating turnovers, and it's, and that's getting the Knicks more fast break opportunities because I think I saw the stat tonight. I can't recall the stat, but I think the Knicks are -hmm. are six in the NBA with points off of turnovers. And I think that's what's contributing to the assist. You know, the fact that the Knicks are getting turnovers, they're able to speed up the pace a bit and get easy shots on in transition. And I think the fact that, you know, like you said, the Knicks are cutting off the ball more. You know, we're seeing more off-ball movement in the um, half-court set as well. So I think a combination of those two things is bringing up the assist numbers for the Knicks. I agree, and it's 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 super impressive too because RJ Barrett he's been, uh, he's been number one in the NBA in scoring in the fast break, and we did that today. We had twenty one points off turnovers today, and we had no RJ in sight. That was just everybody else getting to it, uh, the, defensively and and running. And I think that has a lot to do with what's happening with the turnovers as well. I think the turnovers and the the high assists are kind of related. You know what I mean? So uh, crazy. I, I'm, I want to look to see actually how many steals we've been averaging a game. I want to look for it. Uh, I can't yeah. really find it right now, but I, that's the, yeah, I definitely want to look for that. But shout out to, to the team and shout out to Brunson and Emmanuel quickly. And something else that happened today I want to point out. I really liked the adjustment that was made during the timeout. A lot of the time, you know, Jalen Brunson is clutch. He's been a top five clutch player in the NBA. But a lot of times teams will load up on him. And it kind of throws us out of whack. Um, I was begging for Emmanuel quickly to kind of run the show a little bit more at the end of game situations to kind of diversify the offense a little bit. Today, we actually did that. Um Maybe it's because R.J. Barrett was was out today, so we had to. But considering the fact that Jalen Brunson just couldn't finish at the rim today, um, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I liked I liked that the I don't know if it was Coach or Randall or a combination of both um, called IQ's number, and we were able to go on the eight zero run because of that. We, we we ran went to IQ two times, and. It produced dividends. And also, IQ pulled out his old IQ bag. He pulled out a Trey Young. He pulled it from deep three. Remember that was his thing first year, Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> Shooting it from the parking lot. He pulled that from the logo and hit it. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I, I like that. I like it. And this is why IQ deserves that bag. This is why IQ is a, is a, a starter. Coming off the bench, I'm sitting here watching Maxi. It's funny. It got into it got into like a little. I got into a little debate with shout out to Ari. I got into a little bit of debate with Ari, and he was talking about R.J. Barrett taking the leap without Julius Randle. Um, and I'm and, and I kind of was just like, you know what? 
RJ Barrett is taking the lead now. Julius Randle's not in the way. Really, the real, the real, the real leap I can see happening if Jalen Brunson was ever moved. Not saying I want him moved because I do not want him moved. But if quickly was actually able to get starters minutes, I don't know what would happen with this kid. I'm watching Maxi kill it right, kill it right now. Once, once um, Harden left, and nobody saw that coming. I can see. I'm not saying it's it's a hundred percent true it would happen, but I can see something similar like that happening if IQ was ever to get starters minutes. I'm not even gonna hold you. Like, uh, what do you what do you think, Brian? I mean, it's not hard. It's hard to argue that. Um, I think when Maxi. I think most people, when they watch Maxi play, they could see it brewing. You know, like you know, they could see that you know Maxi. There's more to Maxi's game than what he's showcasing, but because he's playing with Harden, he's not able to showcase it as much. And then once Harden moved, and he got more of the keys to the, you know, to the car, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Maxi's starting to play well, and he's starting to show that you know he's a starting caliber player. But I think with Maxi, like people saw that within Maxi beforehand with Harden there anyway. Mm-hmm. But quickly, um, like I said, it's hard to argue. Quickly does you quickly does play well. Um, it would be interesting to see what he would do in starters minutes. Yeah, that's all. That's all I can say. It's, it's really hard to you know gauge that. Really, yeah, but. it's hard to gauge. It's, it's, there's no guarantees in the NBA. I just know, like when he started last season, for the days that Brunson was out, he was averaging what. What was the average? I forgot. 20-something points a game, shooting, what, 50% from the field and 40% of three or something. something. Some crazy numbers like that on good assist numbers. So I can imagine if you actually got a full year of that. Um, it's a little bit different when defense is keying on you, but I think he would adjust. But that, that's just me. That's just me personally. But really good game from IQ, even though he was a negative 20 on the night, um, mostly because Bogdanovich from the second unit really killed us. He, he he killed us on that second unit. The turnovers in that second quarter really set us back. That had a lot to do with the negative plus minus. Um, but overall, IQ really saved the day. Yeah, at this point, I don't want to see no player with the last name that ends with Vic right now. Because <laughs> it seemed like any time a player with the last name that ends with Vic go up against the Knicks for whatever reason, dude go on, dude's on fire. For whatever reason, I, I ain't trying to see no guy right now play the Knicks with the last name that ends with Vic. Who else named Victor Kill? Who killed this? Got Boyan Bogdanovic too. All the all the Vic. All the Vicks. All the Vicks. The two Bog. I know there's two Bogdanovic. We ain't played the other Bogdanovic yet. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him, man. I don't like him. <laughs> People want him on the team. <laughs> People want to trade Poirier for him. I don't know. <laughs> Yo, salute to the chat, though. If you want to talk Knicks basketball, hit the Discord link. Uh, it's pinned to the top of the chat. Shout out to the Gamer Channel for its Mike Boy, Ala Wise, uh, Kareem Grant. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show, celebrating this win. And salute, salute to Mitchell Robinson as well. Mitchell Robinson, unsung hero, man. I keep saying he's underrated. I keep saying it. He's so underrated. He doesn't have an offensive game, but he does other things so well. That strong screens now. Laying people out with the screen. Something we was complaining about for years. Getting clutch 
clutch rebounds and steals, diving on the floor, giving us extra possessions, and gets 15 rebounds on the night. And then makes Big Bad Capella look like a munchkin, man. Do you know what? Read, read Capella's stats out loud for me, Ryan. Read those stats. Because when you read those stats, and you, and you read Mitch's stats, you realize the impact. Go ahead, read those stats. Yeah, Capella, eight points, only three rebounds. Bruh. Only three rebounds. Mm. Mm. Three. Eight points. Three rebounds. From his starting center. <laughs> and like this is this is what I'm saying, man. Shuts him down. Eight points, three rebounds. He averages 10 rebounds a game. That's his average. But when Mitch is in the game, he's dropped seven rebounds under his average, man. Put some respect. Put some respect on Mitch's name. At this point, you gotta call Capella Mitch's son at this point, because he he's sonning that dude, sonning him you know, badly. Mitch has a lot of children in the NBA. A lot. I know he just got a daughter this summer, but that's not his only child, all right? <laughs> not his only child. I know Mitch got the money right now. He he gonna have to sooner or later the child support checks will be coming out. So he might need a raise after <laughs> after this contract is up. Cause we got him, we got Evan Mobley, we got Jared Allen, we got a lot, we got a couple. We got a couple of Nick's sons from from the tree of Mitchell Robinson. And, and yeah, he's one of them for sure. <laughs> matter, matter of fact, Mitch gonna have to start soon claiming Capella on his taxes, the way he be sending that dude on the court. That's a fact, man, you <laughs> Capella, you are now a dependent, my brother. You <laughs> For real. Number two defense in the league. Anchored by Mitch. And the other part, crazy part about Mitch, too, is 90th percent. I haven't checked in like a while. I haven't checked in a while. I haven't checked in like a week. But he was in the 90th percentile when it comes to steals as a center. 90th percentile. Not so much the blocks. It's funny because he was leading the league in blocks a few years ago. But he chose to stay on the floor and just intimidate people and go for the steals instead of the blocks. But all in all, even without being lead, a league leader in blocks, we still have the second best defense in the NBA, anchored by Mitch. I, I, he has to be in the conversation for the defensive player of the year this year. Has to be. Absolutely yeah, and I think, has to be. Yeah, and I think Mitch learned as he's been developing over the years. I think the one major thing that he has learned, which I think has really grown his game, is that I think a lot of times with big men, they try to like some big men, they like to go after every single block. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They always like to stay in the lane, you know, just wait for somebody to throw up a shot and just go up and jump up and block and, you know, and have to send a message and things of that nature. I think what Mitch, is, Mitch has learned is that he doesn't have to go after every single block to intimidate a player like all he has to do because he's already seven foot tall all he has to do is put those hands up just be big in the paint that's all he has to do and he can intimidate a shot and a lot of times you know when he stays on the ground that prevents him from from getting being faked by shot fakes and things of that nature if he just keeps his foot on the ground he, all, that's all he has to do just keep his feet on the ground make it difficult for other guys to score and that's all he really has to do yeah, I agree. I agree. And with the Knicks playing like this, 
having a top two defense. And sneakily, I feel like our offense is going to get better as time goes on because we're starting to learn how to move more with motion. We're passing the ball more than we have last year. And we were dead last in three-point percentage last year. And I'm starting to see more and more games, Ryan, where we're hitting the three at a high clip. You're looking at these these three-point numbers. We shot 47% from three today. 47% from three. Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson. I don't know what it is about Jalen Brunson and the Hawks. Every time Jalen Brunson plays the Hawks, he puts up like 10 threes. Jalen Brunson was six from 10 today. This, this is... This is kind of like, I, I kind of like Jalen Brunson off ball a lot more sometimes, man. I like having another ball handler and having Jalen Brunson in the corner because he is deadly. When he's spot up shooting and somebody else is a threat to score, he is deadly as a spot up three point shooter. Woo. Six of 10. Grimes, I'm going to get back to in a second. Three for seven from three. Julius Randle, three of five from three. Josh Hart, one from five. Um, overall, we've been slowly climbing the three-point ladder in like positioning. So I expect the threes. I think we're going to start to at least get to like midway in the league soon from three and be a top, a top two defense. If we can get to like, if we can get to a top ten offense and a top two defense, I think we'll be we'll be really good. I think we'll be really good. That that's. That's when we start to get into like contention mode. When we start to get into that type of area, if you can get those type of numbers, and with uh, RJ Barrett getting better, uh, I think we might we have a chance to get there. You have a chance to get there if if he continues to play at that level and Randall and Brunson play like they were last year. All right, so salute to the chat. Oh, we got hold on. We got a caller. I see you. Tradition, man. This is tradition. KOT family. New caller up in the queue. All right. Our guy. Tell him. Alejandro, man. He's calling in, man. If you want to call, if you want to hit that Discord link, hit that. We get you in the chat. Hold on a second. Yeah. All right. Uh, yo, tell him we got you in the queue, brother. It's Jay Ellis, Ryan G here, here. Tell him you hear us. You gotta Hello. unmute. Wait a minute, hold on. Can you hear us, tell him? Hold on a second. I don't know what's not. It seems like it's not working. I think I'm muted. Yeah, I see it. I feel like I'm, I am muted. Hold on a second. There we go. All right, now tell them, my bad. Tell them you hear us. Can you hear me, testing? Oh, you're yeah. clear. You're crystal clear. <laughs> Crystal, yeah. yeah. Yo, can I go? Tag me in. Go ahead. Let's go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go on. 
Hey, how you doing tonight at the KOT show, baby? How you doing tonight, my boy J. Ellis? How you doing, my man with the stats and the facts, Ryan G? So, boom, check it out. I'm going to pick off where Ryan G left it. Yo, Ryan G, I got the 10 nine nines for our independent. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, and I got some quotes. Your boy came through prepared. These are some quotes. Not the whole quotes, but just some of them. Quote, we can push guys around too. Mm. We can talk sugar honey iced tea as well. Mm. So what you gonna do about it? And we can get a win with it. So what you gonna do about it? Now we're coming to your home to win this game as well and send you on vacation. Ladies and gentlemen, end quote. That is why we have the Mortal Kombat fatality for this clown at the center position for the Atlanta Hawks. That is why in two years when his contract expires and he turns 30, he will no longer be in the league because that is the highlight <laughs> of his career. That is the highest point of his career. Talking big and bad versus a mid-30-year-old Todd Gibson. But then when the starting center for the Knicks is healthy, mm. the same dude that you got to avoid, you can't even get a rebound per quarter. Mm. You're getting benched. Your backup is already on the roster. They already drafted him. They're not jacking you. They're not checking for you. I just dropped in the KOT Discord one of the pictures of, of, of the Atlanta Hawks fan base right now. This man said on Twitter, how am I supposed to explain to my daughter that Clint Capella only got three rebounds? God damn. The moment where he gets exposed. By Dick Mitchell Robinson. Are you crazy? He's dominating you in the paint. Dominating you completely. You said, oh, we could push you around. Nah, nah, nah. No, you can't. Big Mitch be coming for you, bro. That's a fact. He be coming for you. You can't dominate nothing. You have no answers. You're skillless. You know, I let him rock on the because this is the second time we cook these bums this season. You know, we love cooking birds. Oh, yeah. Game one. I don't know yes, if y'all sir. remember at the end of the game, there was an alley oop. From Trey Young to Clint Capella. That same lob that Clint Capella was eating off of in that series against us, that five-game dominant series. He didn't finish that alley nope. That almost cost him the game. I don't know if you realize that. That could have been a tie a tie bucket or a go-ahead bucket. And who played the defense on that possession? Exactly. The yeah. same dude who dominated this dude Let's 15 go. boards to three. There's no Clint Capella. We didn't forget that you was acting big and bad versus Todd Gibson. Nope. We did not forget, and we're looking for you. And you don't have an answer. You don't. So at the end of the day, when you're gone, when the way that I'm going to remember you is what you said against the Knicks. I'm going to always remember that you were a front runner, and nobody likes front runners. Be big and bad when the series is 0-0. Be big and bad when Mitchell Robinson is lining up against you. Do not be big and bad when Nerlens Noel is injured, Mitchell Robinson is injured, and Todd Gibson is our only hope. Nah. Don't be big and bad then because that's when I get to see your true character. And you are a chump. You're an excuse for a starting center on a winning team in the NBA on a playoff team. That's what you are. So when you're out of here, buddy, just know you will be in a pack getting smoked. You will not be missed. And the team that you're leaving, their fan is probably sick of you more than I am. This stupid fan base in Atlanta doesn't even realize we didn't even have Rowan. No, we did not. Junior, y'all gonna break it down. Y'all gonna tell them what we would have did with RJ. We would have them. Simple. We got to show that stupid fan base again. We got the best point guard in the East. It ain't Damian Lillard. It ain't Ice Trey. He plays in MSG. Shout out to my man Jalen Brunson holding it down. Let's go. Let's go. Hitting him with a little twenty piece. 
after struggling, I think, if not the game before, the game prior. So shout out to IQ. Keep stay consistent mm-hmm. because they robbed you of that six-man a year last year. That's a fact. And now it's time for you to get it this year and rub it in their face that you really are a two-time six-man a year. They tried to give it to Brogdon because mm-hmm. IQ had to start mm-hmm. because Brunson missed games no with injury. No Doesn't that show how valuable IQ is? Mm-hmm. That's a whole different mm-hmm. conversation. That's a fact. At the end of the day, we're not letting you off the hook. You in a pack, you dead, we celebrate you. That's right. End of discussion. You can't hide. We're going to see you, if not one more time this season, two more times. And it's going to be the same results. That's what he was telling us. That's part of the quote that I left out. He was talking about, oh, we can keep doing it. We can keep doing it. It's always going to be the same results. Well, that's what the same results going to be next game, Click Capella. You're going to have less than 10 rebounds. You're not going to be dominant and effective. You're going to get bodied. And I'm going to be running my mouth. What you going to do about it? Who said that? What you going to do about it? Go ahead. Flip us around and do something, right? Oh, man. He's Man. a punk in the paint. That's what he is. Big Mitch is a goon in the paint. Clint Capella is a punk in the paint. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's what I'm talking about. It's not It's not a Knicks win versus the Atlanta Hawks. If Tellum does not come on here, let him know what's up, man. Shout out to Tellum, bro. God, I, okay. I, tell him I had to come today. You had to come today. You had to come. You had to come with the 1099s. For Queen Capella to fill out so he can collect that money and put it in the super chat. He had the guns. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. Shout out to shout out to Tella, man. If if you want to chat, if you want to get on Discord, you already know, hit that that, that link. The Discord links at the top if you have anything to say. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> 1099 easy. I see you. I see you, man. But great ring, great win. Um, we lost a soldier though, man. We lost Grimes. We lost Grimes. We lost Grimes. Lost grinds to a hand injury. And it's funny, at the beginning of the game, I tweeted this. You know what? We don't have we don't have RJ Barrett. We don't have him. Um, so I wanted Grimes to be aggressive and, and shoot 15 shots. I was like, you need to hit shoot 15 shots today. Um he he shot 10 shots. He was aggressive. He was a little bit turnover prone, but he hit four threes. And uh, I I wanted to see him play out the rest of this game, um, even with the turnovers, just to get that opportunity to get going and get that aggressiveness going. But uh, we lost him. But uh, hopefully he'll be back soon, well, healthy. Um, but it might get scary, man. It might get scary, Ryan, with no Grimes. You know who know we can see. Ah, I don't know because the thing is. If there's no RJ and no Grimes, then yeah, I think then I think Thibs is gonna go to Fournier. Yep. Fournier's gonna get some minutes. They return. But I think, but I think if RJ comes back healthy next game and Grimes is still out, then I feel like Thibs is gonna either put in it's gonna be it's gonna be between the either Dante or Quickly, depending on matchups. I think if it's a bigger guard, it's gonna be Dante. I think if if Dibs can get away with this with the small um backcourt, it's gonna probably be quickly, but it's gonna be one of those two to replace Grimes if RJ is back. I agree. I agree. Deuce was in there for like two minutes a day, and then and then Tibbs like, nah. <laughs> he pulled him after two minutes, just started making a run. He was like, Nope, Brunson get back yeah, in there. <laughs> and then Brunson ain't do no better. Brunson had like two turnovers that quarter when he came back in. <laughs> he right. ain't do no better. <laughs> oh man. But great win, man. I want to I want to transition into some Knicks news. And also, if you want to talk, you hit that Discord link at the top. If you want to talk to Knicks basketball with us and talk about the game. But uh, I want to talk about some Knicks news today. Not even Knicks news, just some rumors that's going around. And 
Uh, let's talk about it, man. Zach Levine, man. Zach Levine is back in Rumorville. It's been, it's been reported that several teams have checked in to Zach Levine. Uh, it's been reported by Ian last season, last season, that we've looked into getting Zach Levine at the trade deadline. Every time Zach Levine was mentioned, we were mentioned with him. So I wouldn't be surprised if we actually checked in to see if Zach Levine is available. Um, last season, I felt a certain way about it. Um, I was actually kind of intrigued last season. This season, it's a little bit different story for me. Uh, I'm not I'm not on the bandwagon like I was last season, mostly because RJ Barrett's ascension has made that acquisition um, more troublesome to me than it's worth. But, but what do you think, Ryan? Here's the thing with Zach Levine. Last season, I was more for it because RJ didn't show much growth th throughout the season last year. And I thought that, okay, you know, if the Knicks can get an upgrade at the wing position, you know, they should go for it. And seeing what Zach Levine can do on offense, prolific score, can score at all three levels, he seems to be the ideal fit on the wing for the Knicks to help elevate them. Now, looking at it this season, it's a little bit different because RJ has taken that leap. He has taken that step. And I think if the Knicks are going to make a move for a big-name player or a superstar player, the Knicks have to make it right, meaning they cannot mess up because you have now you have an RJ Barrett that's actually growing and improving and took that next step, and you have a team that has chemistry, and you have a team that knows each other, Mm -hmm. And they play well off of each other. So if you're going to bring in a player, it has to be a player that fits in seamlessly and a player that's going to elevate you to a championship level. Do I think Levine can do that? I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah. Now, I think I messed around with ESPN's trade machine. I see that the Knicks could acquire Levine if they just trade iHeart, Fournier, and Josh Hart. And maybe a and maybe a few first round picks. The Knicks have a trade exception to where they don't have to match money completely, but still, it's like, would the Bulls actually take that? You highly doubt it. You you think that you think the Bulls would ask for at least an RJ Barrett or a Julius Randle or somebody else or somebody like that going the other way, or at least so, an IQ. Yeah, or IQ as or well. Or Grimes so, at least, like at least. Yeah, so you know. I'm not for it at the moment just because of just, just because of the growth I've seen with the young players on the team this season. And I don't know if Lavina would be that player to get the Knicks over the hump if they were to acquire him, especially knowing that Knicks gonna have to give up one of their major pieces to even get Levine to, you know, to come to the Knicks, you know, for the Bulls to be even interested in trading him here. Yeah, no, nah, I agree. And I see I see Fritz said Bulls needs picks. I think when we talk about trades and, and that, of that nature, we are assuming picks are involved uh, for sure. Uh, they would definitely need picks. Um, I thought about it, man. I was like, man, if we can get Levine and not give up our core, like somebody in the chat said, go for it. And it would be a, a, it would be a fit, man. It would be a weird fit. And I'm going to use this as an example. There was a time on the Knicks where Evan Fournier was bombing threes. Evan Fournier is not a good defender, mind you, right? He's not a good defender, but he was bombing threes. 
And his bad defense didn't really affect us that much. Why? Because we had other good defenders around him. Alfred Payton, he was horrible offensively. But defensively, he was really good. And so was, uh, and, and so, so it's like, you, you can't have two minus defenders on the same team and survive. So even if we didn't give up like our core of, of RJ, Brunson, Randall, and we slot Zach Levine in at the shooting guard, defensively, having Brunson next to Levine, although offensively would be freaking amazing, defensively, I think it would fall apart. Uh, so I would, it, it would be hard for me to, to do that. The only way it wouldn't really fall apart is if RJ Barrett's defense is as good as advertised. Because RJ Barrett's had a good start to the season defensively, been top five. He's been top five so far in defense, defensive rating. But uh, he's not, you know, me shout out to Jason. We had a, a debate about this, or not even a debate, just a talk. He hasn't been guarding the, the team's best player full time like Grimes has. You know what I mean? So it's a different type of. It's, it's, it's a different it's a different task when you're guarding the top player every single night every minute um, but if that's real if that's really real then I will be less hesitant to do it but I'm not sure how real that is long term for RJ uh, being the best perimeter defender on the team on a every night basis so I would be hesitant to do that plus the money for sure plus the money for sure um, but that's that's the way I think about it anyway. But I yeah. like that I wanted Zach Levine here for a while, but now I feel like it's, that, that shit might have passed for me. Yeah, and even if um, what Fritz is suggesting in the chat, saying that okay, both are just interested in picks, so the Knicks don't have to give up Randall, they don't have to give up RJ any of their main pieces to bring Levine here. Even then, it's like you have Brunson, Randall. RJ, Levine, all in the starting lineup together. Is there enough ball to go around for those four players as well? And that worries me as well because even though these players are not the same caliber as the players on the Clippers, but look at the Clippers. Yeah. They have Westbrook. They have Harden. They have Paul George. They have Kawhi. All four players are great players. But you, as you can see, they're struggling because you because they, they can't figure out the fit. They can't figure out how to play all of these players together and how they're going to, you know, you know, rotate the minutes and things of that nature. And, and I don't know if sometimes too much is too much. You know what I mean? So that also concerns me as well. But I mean, Levine, at the end of the day, Levine is still an all-star and he's going to pretty much bolster any roster that he goes to. Yeah, I agree. I'm still, and I know, I know. Shout out to Lee who couldn't be here tonight, and shout out to Ebony as well, couldn't be here tonight. I'm starting to really like the idea of Jerry and Grant more, man. I don't know. <laughs> I'm starting. To, I've seen the way. I've seen that he could play when he's not the first, second, or third option before. He's done that before. Um, and I also could see him being like a backup, uh, like playing backup power forward minutes. And sliding RJ back to the two or three and and like guarding the guy. I like I can see Grant guarding freaking Tatum. Tatum's not gonna bully Grant, you know what I'm saying? Not Jerry and Grant. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, definitely not Jerry and Grant. I keep say, I don't know why I keep saying Jerry and Grant by accident. But Jeremy Grant from 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 Portland. My bad. My bad. My bad. But the more I think about it, he's a he's a guy who shoots threes, can play defense from one to five. Uh, he's not the best playmaker, but he's not the worst playmaker. And he can, yeah. And he's a big dude, and he can play power. He can play power for it. So I can, I don't know, I, I don't know. Weirdly, some people will say he was clunky, but I think he could work. I think he could work, and he can start. And he, we can do the thing where we take, we take him out early, so he can play backup for it. And then you know what I mean. So I don't know. I feel like he could work. That's just me. Yeah, I think, I think with, I think with Knicks fans right now, a lot with a lot of us anyway, we see where the team is going, and it makes it hard for us to really be like, okay, you know, should we? trade for this player? Should we trade for that player based on the growth that we see with our current players at the moment? That makes it that much difficult. Like, there's only a few players in the NBA where you would be like, no matter what, if those players became available, you're trading for them ASAP. You know, but I don't think Levine, Grant, or those players are, are those type of players. You know, that's actually something where you have to look at the roster construction and be like, okay, does this trade make sense? Does that trade make sense? You know what I mean? So I agree. I agree. I agree on all points, man. Um, but yeah, keep an eye on that. We're gonna keep an eye on that. We're gonna be looking around trade deadline to see if Levine actually gets moved. I don't think he's coming to the Knicks. Um, I feel like the Knicks just do this courtesy call thing, like like how we we called to check in on on, on James Harden, but we didn't, we wasn't serious on James Harden. We was just like, yeah, how much is it? Okay. <laughs> Let me help the phone. Like we weren't serious. I don't think it will be serious in Levine either, to be honest with you. Not at this point. Not with RJ playing the way he's playing right now. All right. <clears throat> Yo, in other news, the Knicks are smart. The Knicks are smart. I got to give it to them. The Knicks are smart. Um, earlier this season, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson were fired from ESPN. And I said in like early July or whatever, I was like, yo, it'd be great if we brought Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson here because Walt Clyde Flasier said he doesn't want to be on the road anymore and he they can do road games. Long behold, they bring Mark Jackson in and said, hey, cover for Clyde on the road. And I was ecstatic. And this man, Mark Jackson, gets fired before he even starts his first day. That is a whole new type of level you heard i heard of getting fired on your day off like friday but getting fired before you start the job is, is something else that is crazy i don't even know if he got fired or he just left and said i don't want to deal with this but he never started and i'm gonna read this excerpt that was written in the ny post real quick because this is crazy it says mark jackson will not be calling games on msg networks after the knicks objected to him being on the team's chartered jet the Post has learned. MSG Networks planned on having Jackson occasionally fill in for Clyde Frazier this season, but Knicks management led by team's president Leon Rose put a kibosh on the arrangement in part due to an old quarrel with Jackson and a current Knicks assistant, according to sources. We weren't able to work something out this season, an MSG Networks person said, told The Post. The Knicks declined to comment. Jackson did not return messages seeking comment. Man. 
Now, allegedly what happened was this Nick's assistant was recording Mark Jackson's conversation back when they worked with the Golden State Warriors back in the day and played it for their bosses. And that led to the assistant's firing and Mark Jackson's firing. So there's still some bad blood there. What was said on these tapes? But whatever was said during those tapes, whatever happened in Golden State, got Jackson blackballed. So my question is, the Knicks knew all of this, Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) The Knicks knew all of this. The Knicks knew all of this. They had the assistant working here. Isn't this something that you talk about before you hire him? I don't understand how you get this far. He's about to start his first day at work. And then you say, oh, don't come on the plane because the whole assistant is here. Like, that's crazy to me. Yeah, I'm not sure because this assistant's been on the Knicks staff. It's not like, at least I don't know if the I don't know if he was newly hired or whatever the case may be, but I'm assuming that he was already on the staff when they hired Mark Jackson to call Knicks games on the road, and it's like if you knew that one of his old assistants was on the staff, don't you do your research prior to know what his relationship is with that assistant to make sure that okay you know there's no issues there before you hire him. Because it, it it looks kind of bad on the Knicks part seeing that, okay, you hired Mark Jackson to call games on the road, then all of a sudden you fire him because, or you let him go, or Mark Jackson didn't want to take the job, whatever the case may be, because one of his former assistants are there, which he didn't get along with, and, you know, it kind of took, and kind of, you know, took him off the staff when he was in Golden State. So it's just an all-around weird situation for me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the book. Because at this point, this is a, I need Jackson to tell the side of the story of why he feels like he's being blackballed. Like I'm looking, I'm waiting for that 30 for 30. Because you 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 turn a franchise around and go to state warriors and then never get a coaching job again. I heard rumors. I heard rumors about him hating on the LBGTQ and and, have, and being like a religious freak and all this other stuff, but I don't know what's what. Like I, I would like for him to defend himself at one point. He probably after he's done with the NBA, maybe he'll do it. But this this is gross. This is crazy. <laughs> Very smart for the Knicks. Very smart for the Knicks, though, to get Gus Johnson on the call. Exactly. That was me. I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant, man. Woo. Hey, you know what? How you know how we're gonna avoid that blow up? We're gonna get the legendary Gus Johnson to call the game live. Oh man. I love Gus, man. Legendary. Has so many calls, man. So many great calls. The Jamal Crawford call is probably one of my favorite ones. The one for me is the Chris Johnson call mm. in football. He said he got he got what, what he say? He ah uh, damn, I can't remember the way he said it, but he was like he got run away from the cop speed when my man was running and he was and he was going. <laughs> <laughs> Say that my man got run away from the cop speed. Like, that was my favorite call right there from Gus. Yeah, Gus just sounds like he's enjoying every moment of the game he's ever he's watching, which is why you love him, man. He's he's so happy. I love I love having him on. Even even while he couldn't ruin that, even while he. Can. <laughs> <laughs> well, salute to Gus Johnson, man, and and Mark Jackson. I hope y'all figure that out. I hope y'all figure that out for sure. 
All right. A salute to the chat, man. Thank you guys for watching. Uh, if you like the show, hit that like button and subscribe button. Hopefully we have the full crew back. Um, Glamour Nick says Brunson burner fire. Yes. Yo. Yo, Wally. I got to give you props, Wally. I never heard that Brunson burner nickname before. I like it. I like it. It's kind of catchy. <laughs> Yo, matter of fact, speaking of nicknames. I didn't even know my man Dante DiVincenzo was called the Big Ragu. Yeah, he's called the Big Ragu, man. I was like, yo, I'm like, yo, you could really call this man after some Italian sauce? Like, really? <laughs> yeah, he be called the Big Ragu. <laughs> yo, it's Brunson. Wait, Glamour Nick, is it Brunson? I thought Brunson. I thought, did Gus come up with Brunson Burner or was that um Wally? I thought Wally did, but if it's Gus, then cool is Gus. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was all right, but Brunson Burner, yeah, Brunson Burner is a great name, man. I kind of was like, this right, was right there. How come I never thought of it? Thanks. I call him Big Shot Brunson, though. I call him Big Shot Brunson. That's what we call him here. But we're going to have to slide that nickname in there, too. <laughs> real. All right, cool. Yo, that was a show. Wait, hold on. Do, you, do we have any bruh picks? Though? Oh, I, I most definitely do. I already I knew you did. definitely do. I already knew you had some bruh picks, bruh. Bruh. bruh picks. Hold on, before I, before I, before we even get to the bruh picks, bruh picks are usually worst plays of the game. And if it's not the worst plays of the game, it could be worst play of any game. Matter of fact, it don't even have to be a game. It could be something in life that happened that was dumb, stupid. Just wanted to call it out. Those are that's what we call bruh picks here. So Ryan G, uh, what are your bruh picks for today? Well, if you were watching NBA games yesterday, you know that the in-season tournament was going on. Oh, I already. Oh, uh, uh, you know, you already players know. Get com- you already know players get competitive. You already know. <laughs> Money's on the line. That five hundred thousand dollars. So players are going at it. They're going at it. They're hyped up. They're being extra competitive. Now, the Minnesota Timberwolves mm. versus. The Golden State Warriors. The game just tips off. The score is 0 0, and there's an altercation. <clears throat> so, what happens is Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson get kind of tangled up, grabbing each other's jersey. And my man Jaden McDaniels went Super Saiyan and ripped my man Clay Thompson's jersey, <laughs> and it was going at it. Now, big man Rudy Gobert <clears throat> was like, you know what? I don't know if he was trying to play Peacemaker or or if he was trying to go after Klay Thompson. I'm still unclear on that. But my guy, Draymond Green, unhinged. (laughs) This man is unhinged. He has his emotions all over the place. He can't control himself. My man went up behind Gobert and did the damn baby boy on him. He did the big grades on him. And dragged him across the court. (laughs) Yo, Ryan G., Seeing a seven foot plus behemoth being dragged across the floor with his feet dragged because when you when you drag him across the floor, your feet drags, right? So seeing a seven foot man's feet drag <laughs> like slide <laughs> is like funny enough. <laughs> and then like looking like kind of I don't know. It it, it 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 was great. It was crazy to see. That was crazy. And what was keeping crazy was Cat 
trying to like take Draymond off of him and not knowing what to do and kind of just like mm, like I feel like he tried to like hit him like that. <laughs> Yo, Cat did not know what to do. Like I, I he know he what to, to do. He was trying to like grab Draymond and like he I think it was trying to get him off go bear, but he couldn't do nothing. Like Draymond had the lock on lock, like he had my man. <laughs> Struggling. <laughs> oh my god! You can tell, you can tell. I'm. You can you can tell. Cat's never been in a fight before. You, you just, <laughs> and he's a basketball player. You know what? You're not supposed to be fighting, right? You're not. That's that. You, you will play ball. Cool. But it was just like, man, people are going at cat. People are mad at cat. People are mad. At, how how dare you? Not take a punch at train. People are mad at cat. I'm not even mad at cat. I'm just like. Man don't know how to fight. He didn't know what to do. He looked frazzled. Yeah. He looked frazzled. That's, that's all. He looked frazzled. That's, it is what it is. Look, <laughs> he, he tried. He tried. He, he, he just he wasn't... tried. He he could he could have just stood off in the background and not do anything. At least he tried. He tried. He just. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he just this. Oh man, it's just bad, man. It's just like off of punching your teammate in practice. This it just looks crazy for Draymond. I don't even know what to think about it anymore. But the thing is that yo, Draymond's been wilding this season. That's the thing. Like it's like every other game he has some type of incident, and that and now it escalates to this where he has Gobert in a headlock, dragging my man across the court. It's like yo, and then on top of that, like the NBA rightfully suspended for five games because I'm like yo, my man Dre's been wilding this season. Like you have to nip it in the bud some way somehow. Yo, it's too early for this, bro. It's too early. It's too early for these type of shenanigans. Before the before the first bucket, man. Yeah, I already knew that was coming. I already knew it was coming. Yeah, Bruford, Bruford Draymond, Bruh. Yeah, Bruford Draymond. Yeah, we need we need to give yeah we need to get cast some karate classes. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> we need to get cast some karate classes. Teach the man how to squabble. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> People's like, we don't want Cat here. He can't defend his players. It's like, yeah. Ah, cat some strays, whatever. All right, what's your, what's your next broad pick, man? Oh, no, nah, that's my only broad pick. Um, I had another one in my head. I just can't think of it right now, but that was the main broad pick. Like, I was not going to forget that Draymond Green broad pick. I wasn't going to forget that. Yeah, now nah, you're right about that. That was the one I thought he was going to get to. <laughs> I mean, there were there were other altercations. The, I think the one that I found probably the the most wild one was the one between... Anthony Davis and I think his name is Aldana on the Grizzlies where Anthony Davis scored a bucket and my man just grabbed the ball and he was trying to go out of bounds and they just mistakenly ran into each other. My man wasn't there trying to do nothing to Anthony Davis and my man Anthony Davis just pushed him to the ground and my man went flying mm. and then all of a sudden, you know, Bain had to, you know, stick up for his teammate because like, yo, why you did that, son? Like, he's not trying to do nothing to you. Like, he, y'all just there tangled up and you just push him to the ground. <laughs> yeah, that's Bruh. Yeah, that is a weird. Yeah, that's the one. I didn't catch that one. I didn't catch. It. But what? Yeah. No one was weird, Ryan. Oh, shout to Fritz. Yes. Fritz just reminded yeah. me. Yeah, shout to Fritz. Shout to Fritz. Uh so I don't know if y'all in the internet world, social media world, been knowing what's going on, but supposedly Joe Smith's wife. I don't know if she's a former porn star, whatever the case may be. I don't know, but. Apparently they had some, you know, argument 
And basically, Joe Smith had a problem with her having her OnlyFans, and she was there, like, you know, pretty much, br you know, brushing off Joe Smith, like, you know, whatever, like, I'm going to do what I want to do, etc. So, Cameron and Mace, as you know, they have a show called It Is What It Is. And they had Joe Smith's wife on the show giving Killer Cam a massage. Bruh. <laughs> Live on television. What is happening, Ryan? Yo. <laughs> what is happening with this bra? I don't even know who the bra is for. I don't even know who the bra is. I, I think it was, I, th I think it's a publicity stunt, man. I'm starting to feel like everything is fake. It, it gotta be. It, has it to gotta be. be it has to be fake. <laughs> because I was I was watching Gil Gil's uh Gilbert Arena show and he was saying that um Joe's wife's publicist called him to get on Cam show. So not only did they call him, they called Gilbert Arenas because they wanted to go on that show too. So she's making rounds. She's yeah. making rounds, and that's making me question that whole argument. I'm like, was this was that argument staged? Because if I'm arguing with my girl and she put a camera, I'm like, yo, what's up with that? Like, put that away. I'm not, I'm not doing yeah, it. Exactly. I'm not, I'm not arguing at that point. I'm shutting it down right there. Yeah. So I'm starting to it's, I'm starting to think is everything staged to get your OnlyFans popping so you can do all these appearances on TV and like I'm starting to think it was a stage. I don't know. Man. I don't know. And, so so that's a broad house for falling for it. Because if that, that was... <laughs> facts. All I know is whoever her publicist is, she need to give some pointers to the Atlanta Hawks mascot so he can get his OnlyFans page popping too. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <Bruh>. <laughs> that is a fact because that Atlanta Hawks mascot's OnlyFans page needs some help. So I don't know. Maybe Joe fact. Smith's wife can rub down the Atlanta Hawks mascot. <laughs> I don't know. Get that, get that subscription up. I don't know. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Those, those are all the bros. Those are all the bros. No more bros at the top. Oh man. All right. That is our show. That is our show. Hope you guys enjoyed. I don't know if you guys enjoyed the Knicks, the, the, the Knicks talk or the, the bro picks more. Man. I feel like the bro picks are. <laughs> Ryan G, this is the second show in a row we mentioned OnlyFans. I think we might need like a sponsor soon if we keep doing this. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you know, OnlyFans, like if y'all looking for sponsors, I mean, yo, come through. Yeah, the, hey man. <laughs> Everybody's getting sponsored by Manscaped and you know, these little betting sites. OnlyFans come through, all right? <laughs> <laughs> my back hurt anyway. My back hurt. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Also, I hope you like enjoyed the show. Um, if you do, if you do enjoy the show, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button as well. We're here after every Knicks game, uh, talking Knicks back basketball. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm having too much fun with these real picks. <clears throat> Yo, shout out to the chat, shout out to picks, shout out to Michael Boss, shout out to SK, Gregory Lee, Corey Lee. We got all, yo, we got all the leads. Yeah, all the leads today and Lee didn't show up. What's up? Oh, uh, damn. Damn, that ought to be the, yeah, the, complete the trifecta, complete the set. 
<laughs> Shout out to Alexander. Brits the best body in the game. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, follow us on all places. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. Uh, the Nick of Time show on Instagram. Nick Time show on the KOT show on the, the KOT show on Twitter and Nick of Time show on Facebook. You're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher as well. And yeah, as you know, uh, hit that like and subscribe and share, 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 share. Please, please, please. That type of support is free. Also, super chats, cash apps, all that stuff is welcome. Just keep the lights on. All right. Cool. That is our show. We're going to out of here. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. Some mess out here in these Nick's YouTube streets. That's the show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. <laughs>